This is your host, Michelle, and you're listening to Old TV with a New Twist. Let's see what classic television show we're watching and talking about this week. If you're in doubt about angels being real I can arrange to change any doubts you feel Wait till you see my gadget If you want her for your valentine You're gonna say She's all that you adore But stay away Gadget has spoken for you Hello and welcome to episode 16 of Old TV with a New Twist. Today we are going to talk about the 1965 television show Gidget. And here to talk with me about that is my daughter-in-law, Lindsay. Lindsay, how are you? I'm doing fine. Thank you. Great. Now, Gidget is week two of our Sally Field extravaganza. Last week we had your husband in here to do the Flying Nun. Um, and... Uh, I, I I personally like both of them about the same. Give us your overall thoughts about Gidget. What we did watch is the pilot episode, so it um, kind of establishes the characters. So uh, tell me what you think, just overall. Overall, um, look, I don't know if I continue to get lucky with my, um, my shows you're handing out, but once again, or maybe I just should have been born in a different time because I truly enjoy this one. Like, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, again. yeah, I did. I mean... You know, there is, it's different, of course, a lot different than, you know, things that are on today. But I I thought it was pretty good overall, you know, made me laugh. It was funny. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. <laughs> okay, good, good. Well, let's dive right in. We start off with uh, just we get Sally Field, of course, standing, standing by her surfboard on the beach. And she's going to tell us a, a little bit about her life. Now, this was Sally Field's television debut and uh it's kind of amazing because what a career she went on to have but um we meet Gidget and uh, she tells us she's 15 and a half years old and uh, (laughs) up until this point her life has been a complete and total ick (laughs) then on the 23rd of June two things happened she fell in love with two things Jeff her moon doggy that's her boyfriend and surfing Yes. So, uh, this tells us what's really important in her life right now. She's, she's a teenage girl. It's all about her boyfriend and right. going to the beach and surfing. Oh, the days. Favorite yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, of, and of course, right. during the sixties, this came out, like I said, this is 1965, 66. And this is during the surfing craze. I mean, the movies people were going to watch were like Frankie Avalon and Annette Funicello, uh, Beach Blanket Bingo and Bikini Beach and all these beach movies. So this was a big thing. The music was the Beach Boys and all the surfing songs. So this was mm-hmm. very much in line with what was going on with, I guess, the teenagers of the time. So I have to ask right. you, then, did, it, did it feel dated? to you 
Um, yeah, I mean, it did, you know, um, I guess I saw, I mean, a couple of things like the music. I enjoyed that. I get, I got the whole, you know, the vibe, the beach vibe, like you said, with the beach boys, and the music, the whole, you know, it set it right. up just right. But, um, just as far as even, like, I guess what she was wearing <laughs> from the moment it started, I was like, is she in her <laughs> underwear? Like it, it didn't even look like a bathing suit to me. Like, I was like, is this, is this like, <laughs> I didn't know. It, it looked like a bra and underwear to me at first. And I was like, oh, no, wait, no, this is a swimsuit. Yeah, very. I don't know. That was the first thing that caught my eye. With all these older yeah. shows, one of the first things that hits us, of course, is the clothes and maybe the hairstyles or whatever. Wait, did you, 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 right. you do hair. Did you right. notice some of these hairstyles? <laughs> even when her hair was in like <laughs> pigtails? Oh, I. The back was doing yep. something yeah. weird. I was like. She, yeah she had an interesting um little bun in the center of her crown <laughs> with the pigtails and then the bang like she had three you know three different styles happen so quite the combo yeah. i did notice it i was gonna I ask you, you about that. that because yeah i'm like wow from the front it just looks like she's got cute yeah. little pigtails but man a lot was happening a lot right. was happening up there yeah she turned around i was like what is that <laughs> yeah that's new to me and i don't know about that one yeah so um <laughs> So that she introduces that, and then we get the theme song, which is I, I put in here epic, yeah. but I think I have epic or iconic for every theme song I hear because they are just so. I just love <laughs> them all so much. Where do you see my gidget? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I love that song, which our listeners just listened to. It was the lead in here. So then we go home with right. her, and her name is Francine Lawrence. Now, do you know how she got the name Gidget? They don't nope. explain it, but they explain it Do in not. the Gidget movie, which I'll tell you a little bit about Mom's Useless Trivia. But okay. she's very she's very <laughs> diminutive in size. She's a tiny girl. She's tiny in her height, and she's just tiny. And so they um, did girl plus midget equals Gidget. Now, once again, this was 1965 gotcha. when midget was acceptable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, gotcha. Yeah, that's yeah. But it was girl plus midget, right? So that's how she got the name Gidget. Gidget. Okay. Well, she looks more like a Gidget than a Francine. So. Yeah, yeah, because he just threw that in at one point, you know, later on in the episode, where you know, he I think he actually said Francis and said Francis, you know, kind of (laughs) angrily. And I'm like, who's Francis? I'm like, wait, who are we talking to? Like, I'm like, hold on. Yeah, that was. You know, they didn't introduce the Francine in the beginning. So I'm like, is he talking about someone yep. else? And I realized, nope, that's yep. that's her actual name. So we're going to go home with her and meet her family. Um, her house is on the Warner Brothers Ranch lot in California, <laughs> right next to the Bewitched House lot, which, um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> because I'm so cool. nerdy, I know these things. You know, yeah. <laughs> she introduces us to the handsome, sensible looking set of tweeds and the best English professor at UCLA and the most ter- terrific father living is her father, Russ Lawrence. And I'm sorry, Gidget, yes. but Mr. Alvin and Mall has the title of most terrific father. So you need to take a seat. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> and her sister Anne, who is yes. name your psychosis of the year, she calls her warrior, overprotective since their mother died. So, this has given us the whole picture. The mom is dead. The dad's this 
college professor. The sister is always worried and butting in. And the sister's husband is, as Gidget says, another nut John, who is studying (laughs) to be a psychologist, which is great because his wife needs a head shrinker more than anybody. So (laughs) tell us your impressions and ideas about her family. Right. So Annie, um, immediately I noticed, you know, that she quite quick, quickly fell into the role of her mother. You know, they said soon after that she had passed away. So I guess she felt the need as the older sister to completely take over. But yeah, she is a ball of nerves. You know, she's worrying. It starts out with her pacing, wondering where Gidget is. How could she be out all hours of the night? Um, and then Jeff, her husband, playing cards with um mm-hmm. with Russ with dad. Gidget's dad and he didn't seem too crazy to me to begin with they kept saying you know I guess when Gidget describes him but maybe maybe that's to come later he seemed pretty right. like he had his, his things together and that they got along pretty well you know but I did like their little relationship you can tell that they're close a close family and you know um but everybody seems seems pretty seems pretty good I think Except for Annie, you know, she makes me a little nervous just watching her, everything she worried. Yes, absolutely. And the thing is, Annie is, like you said, pacing and where is she and she's late and all this kind of stuff. And the dad just isn't worried at all. He's sitting there playing cards, you know, with John and and not saying anything. And what we find out is it's five minutes after 11. Okay, so she's late, but not (laughs) extremely crazy late where there's any reason for Annie to be right. ready to call the police or something because she's <laughs> absolutely not right. She implies that it, you know, all hours of the night and she's like, it is 1105 when she walks yeah, in. Yeah. So yeah. So in walks Sally field who, um, Gidget's just this feel good character. Isn't she? She is. And she's beautiful too. I mean, I know, obviously I know who she is, but I, I had never seen her in yeah. anything that you know her debut oh, role yeah. like anything yeah. that long ago such a very young yeah pretty woman and just this fresh face yeah. little energetic just i i love the character bubbly yeah. little thing yeah i love the too. way she handles her sister <laughs> because oh my god like how was so your funny. evening and, and just like this typical day she goes mildly tragic like she's got something going on <laughs> i'm gonna go upstairs and suffer <laughs> You know, this typical, right. yeah, so typical dramatic. teenage yeah. angst, right? Which of, yeah. Teenage, right. Her world is ending, yeah. falling, falling yeah. apart, you know. So Annie is like, oh my gosh, it's so late. And Gidget says, well, then by all means, you should go home. <laughs> right. And by all means, you guys go ahead and head out then. Oh, you know. Yeah, totally <laughs> deflecting it. Like she knew they were trying to say you got home too late, you know. And of course, they try and... Anne and her husband, John, say, you're too permissive with her. You know, this and all this kind of stuff. And, and dad's like, go home. You know, whatever. <laughs> Not ugly, but he's just right. like, I- I've got it yeah. here. We're fine. Yeah. We're good. Your husband owes me money. I just beat him at cards. Y'all need to go. Whatever. So that was, right. I-, I love, and I I guess it's meant to be this way, especially since it's a pilot episode. But don't you love how this first maybe five minutes of the show has totally established the workings of this family. We see this whole family dynamic in these first five minutes. We know exactly how this family interacts. Every one of them. Yep. And I think that's genius on the part of writers or show creators or whoever is responsible for this, but it, it totally establishes it without 
making us know they're establishing it. Does that make any sense? Do you see? Yeah, no, absolutely. And you're not sitting there waiting to figure th- anything out. You know, it's like you're you're introduced to each character, each main character immediately. You get a good taste of who they are, what they're about. Right. And, you know, it float, but it flows like it's not like, you know. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think they did a really good job with that. So Gidget goes upstairs to her room and she's talking to her best friend whose name is LaRue. And this this conversation totally shows how immature she is, this 15 and a half year old. Do you remember what her mildly oh tragic situation is and why she's suffering? Oh, okay. yes, because her boyfriend, um, you know, he has to head head back to school. So she's she's extremely upset because she feels as though, you know, he's heading back to school and there's no way she could just wait around, you know, while he's at school. Um, what did you, she said something that really made me laugh. She, like sit oh, here and gosh. die on what the vine. About, die on the <laughs> vine. That's what it was. Yes. I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. So she comes up with a plan, you know, it only makes sense that she has to, um, go ahead and, you know, ask him to just, you know, remain with her and, and wait for her until he returns. Meanwhile, she, she, you know, she can't do the same. So she's going to, she's going to date though. Right. Cause that makes sense. That's fair. And in her mind, this is fine. This is, this is perfectly completely reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Oh yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. That was just like, Oh my God. I have gosh. a feeling he might not go for this. <laughs> yeah. So the dad comes in and you could see the great relationship. He's like, is everything, is everything really okay? You know, he inquires and, and she's like, yeah, you know, it, it, nothing I can't ma- fully mishandle myself, you know, myself. And yeah. he, he kisses yeah. her on the head. Good to know. Not too pushy, but I'm here if you need me making sure. And, and he's out and that's great. You know, I, I mean, right. Sister Annie wouldn't have handled it that way. We know, but, uh, no, absolutely. But we're not. gonna see how Annie handles this, and it's not not well, <laughs> right? So the next morning, I need to point out, she wakes up. She's um, she's wearing a flowered romper kind of thing, with big flowers on it. And I have to say, I owned one almost exactly like that in the '60s that I loved. The late '60s, I used to wear it all the time. It was almost exact. And every time I watch that episode, which I see it every five years I don't know <laughs> I <laughs> look at that little romper and I think oh my gosh I, I loved it that's just a little <laughs> that's just a little personal thing y'all <laughs> the need to share so <laughs> so she calls she calls Jeff and informs him of her plan right <laughs> and what is Jeff? yes <laughs> does Jeff agree with this plan Lindsay <laughs> No, no. I mean, I, I didn't. I, no part of me thought he would. So, no. You know, he's like, all right, then. Well, yep, that's not going to work. I'm going to go ahead and, uh, you know, she's like, wait, so you're, you know, you're not okay with like, she act, she's almost, it's almost as if she's surprised that her suggestion is not like, is not okay with him. Yeah. How, how terrible of him. Like, right. Like, what do you mean? Like, how does that not work for you? I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So they get off the phone and she's kind of like taken aback that Jeff, you know, so she decides she's going to make some early entries into her diary before they happen. (laughs) And they're kind of fantasies. And she's writing about passionately kissing, I assume Jeff, and how 
she couldn't describe what happens after they kiss. They're kissing, they're kissing, and I, I, oh, she knows the perfect phrase, sank into nothingness. Now, Lindsay, let's remember that phrase, sink into nothingness, because we're going to hear it 45,000 times for the rest of the episode, yes. right? Yeah. Yes. I didn't particularly read anything. To me, it's vague, but we're going to find out it's not vague to others, right? Mm? Right. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't think, right. I didn't think twice about it. Like when she first said it, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so Jeff calls and sister Anne comes in being nosy. I want to talk to you, Gidget. So Gidget uh, says, um, well, I'm awfully busy. Can we make it another? No, she says, well, I'm awfully busy this year. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so she goes into the favorite lines too. Yeah. Tell you, we'll make it another time. I'm awfully busy this year. I'm awfully busy <laughs> this year. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, oh, oh. you know, for yeah. a second to realize what she just said, like, have to have absolutely no time for you. Yeah. So Gidget goes in the closet thinking her sister's going to leave, but her sister reads the diary and reads how she sank into nothingness. nothingness. <laughs> um, so this is where the sister is just shocked and appalled. If I read that, I'd be, oh, and I'd walk away. But the sister in her head has this a full-blown sexual thing. Yeah, yeah. Like it took it to a whole nother level, which obviously anxious Annie, of course. Of course, that's where her, you know, immediate, immediately where her mind went. But- exactly. Because when it was 5 after 11, it was, you know, one forty-five in Annie's head. <laughs> Right, Sink into right. nothingness is, you know, they're reenacting a porn movie in her head. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know. I, 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 I yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so, freak, freak out. so the worst person possible to have this information in her head is Anne. Okay. And now right. she believes this with all that she is, that Gidget in, and is sexually active and all this right. kind of stuff. Right. So back in the closet... <laughs> Jeff is telling Gidget that he agrees that both of them should date. Right. And she is appalled. (laughs) How rude of him. Yeah. And she is so appalled. She says, I don't want to see him or the Pacific Ocean again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Because I think that's the thing. Oh that's God. how they met surfing in the Pacific. Is oh, yeah. right. so, okay. Only reminds her of him, you know? Yep. So Annie feels like she and her husband need to step in because Gidget sank into nothingness. <laughs> we hear this term so many times. And her and her husband are going to go talk to dad. <laughs> which i'm like oh man how is the dad gonna take this okay right Right. poor dad (laughs) meanwhile in a hysterical uh, uh, segment here gidget gets her friend larue to go down to the beach with her so they can accidentally run into jet to jeff yes but larue is admittedly allergic to the sun sun. (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh she sounds is a like whole other character sounds yeah. like me huh Lindsay I, I was going to, to say s- that I was like if I had a pick I guess that'd be that'd be my male you know allergic <laughs> to the sun 
outside. Oh my goodness. When so she... tell us about the getup LaRue is wearing to go to the beach. Oh my gosh. So now mind you, yeah. going to the beach when they're supposed to be non conspicuous. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Let's let him, you know, possibly, you know, see us all upon us you know whatever well my the best part so she's like all right like i guess i'll do it although she you know it's the last thing she wants to do she tells her to put on your stuff because she says you know you know i'll blister if i'm out here too long and something <laughs> and then i'll throw up or whatever you know another exaggerate <laughs> like so dramatic so she's like come yeah. on so then all right you know goes to the car comes back looking like i don't even know what <laughs> Like a, she's wearing like a, a red shower curtain around her body. Like it's huge. <laughs> it's from top to bottom. It is flowing and blowing in the wind. And then the hat, the hat. I mean, I can't even call it, I, I guess closest thing I could think is sombrero, but like it's even bigger than that and shaped even funnier. It's like a big flower flopping in the wind. You can't even see it her covers, face. It goes down it over covers her shoulders her. even. It's yes. big. Yeah. She's like, oh, are you in there? Yes, I'm here. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, and then it's like, well, you know, if we wanted him to notice this, like this, well, this will be easy or whatever. She, you sure made this easy. Yeah. Oh my god. So they're gonna head down, and big old sunglasses too. Big old sunglasses. Big sunglasses. I yeah. mean, just gonna, everything. Yeah, they're gonna head yeah. down to the beach. All right. She she makes a grand old entrance as she tumbles down the. the yeah, then she starts. <laughs> And that get up. Just All this when the main objective is to be non conspicuous. It was hilarious. I, I just love the whole it segment. Was, it, was. it was so funny. <laughs> it was awesome. I loved it. Okay, so before they head down to the beach, Gidget tells us, okay, we're going down there and we're going to play it cool. And in one sentence, she tells us she's through with Jeff and that she's going to give him a second chance. <laughs> <laughs> All in one like, sentence. Yes. These- <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh my God. I didn't like, know that was, like, was possible. You know, I, I am done. I'm through with him. I've made up my mind. And she's like, well, why are we here? Well, because I'm going to give him a second chance. Yeah. But I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm completely done. <laughs> what? What? Wait. <laughs> it it, oh, pl- it gadget. plays. The, right. It plays the perfect, immature, like 15 year old, you know, girl. Mindset, just yes, exactly, and that's what I love about it. So, tell us what happens when they they lay eyes on Jeff. What's he doing, Lindsay? Oh my gosh, he's playing a little little recorder. He's playing a flute for some reason. (laughs) Yeah, he's just sitting there, just you know, making some music, playing his little flute by his surfboard. I'm like, oh, like he really is. I'm like, tell me, is he going to be sad? Is he going to be missing her? Like she's missing him? You know, like for a second, that's where my mind. I'm like, is he really just sitting there? You know, and nope, mm-mm, to my surprise. Uh-uh. <laughs> and to get to see surprise. Yes. Yeah, oh, my gosh. What does uh, LaRue say? And LaRue. Something. He's going to be she so said, surprised. She said, You've got a surprise. All right. Look. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> you see this little hand just a coming from the sand, just moving to the, the, uh, the music. And I'm like, what? What is that? And then, oh, pops. <laughs> This beautiful blonde from from the side of his surfboard that he's playing his flute for. Yes. He is serenading a bikini-clad blonde. Yep. Oof. Oof. Mm. So that's kind of all we see. We don't see what happens. But what we do see is back at the house, Anne and John 
or reporting to dad that uh, Gidget is a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Jeez, I'm jeez. <laughs> they didn't say it like that, but we don't see exactly how she says it, but just she has told him that but she's is, worried in the sense that that is exactly what, what is right. What she that is, she's, you know, at least think. is that she's sexually active, you know, right. and this, right. and you know, well, dad demands to know how she knows this and you could tell he's agitated. He's, he, 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 he's, I don't even know how to read. How did you read his reaction? Um, part of me felt like he was agitated with her to begin with. Like, Right. Why, why? Like, where are you even getting this info? Like, almost like because she is who she is, and she over, you know, makes everything a bigger deal than it needs to be. I think maybe part of him I felt like was aggravated in the sense of like, oh, here we go again, Amy. Like, you're probably right. blowing something else up. Like, where did you even right. get this information? Because yeah. I doubt it's even close to accurate. Or you know, that's how yeah. I felt he was Aggra- aggravated with her. Right. He's taking this information with a grain of salt because yes. of the source. The first of all, exactly. Ex- exactly. Yeah. Um, and he demands to know how she found out and she don't want to tell him. She goes, see, soon as I tell him that I read it in her diary and boy, the dad screams, read it in her diary. And that's when he gets furious yeah. with yeah. them. Oh yeah. And he throws them out basically. <laughs> yep. Get out. So I can remind myself that you're trying to do something good. How did I forgot how he said that, but he's yeah. like, he knows she means well, but right. he is, he is pissed. <laughs> he is yeah. mad. Yeah. And then at that time, at that moment, I think he's, then he's worried too. So it changes from not only being aggravated with her and thinking, oh, here we go. What kind of foolishness is she coming up with now? But then kind of like, oh my gosh, like, so is this accurate? You read it in her diary, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that makes it a little more concrete. Right, right. But we don't see exactly what she told him. I mean, did she tell him that damaging phrase that she said she sank into nothingness? I mean, because that is so objective. Right. It depends I on how you read that. To me. Like that could mean, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or did she tell the dad, I read Gidget's diary and she's doing the nasty with Jeff. You know, I mean, right. how no, did exactly. she... Pr- portray it to him yeah exactly so Gidget gets home she's all flustered because oh Jeff ignored her at the beach totally ignored (laughs) her and she's worried about (laughs) that piece of cornbread talking about the girl (laughs) now I I have never heard that term have you heard that term referring to a person no I've not that was a first for me (laughs) piece of cornbread built like corn or something built like a piece of I don't know if it was a 60s thing, I mean, I don't know. I've, I've never heard it. So <laughs> she grabs a plate of food and goes up to her room to play some music on her groovy hi-fi and do some groovy 60s dance moves. She got up there and it's so funny. She plays the music and she just starts dancing so she don't worry about it. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> I like know. that. Just, you know what? I'm, I'm not even going to let this get to me. Wait. One thing I did like right before that, right before she had went upstairs and she's telling LaRue, you know, well, I'll see you tomorrow, whatever. And she said something about, well, LaRue says, I have to go and get ready for dinner, eating the bologna and cheese, wedge of cheese. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, I don't know that I'll ever be able to eat again. She's got the plate stacked high with yeah. the snacks, the bologna and cheese and holding the milk. I'm like, this girl, like, yeah, she's the opposite of what she's doing. 
oh yeah i may never eat again <laughs> she's, but she's carrying a yeah. half a gallon of milk upstairs <laughs> upstairs with some cheese and some bologna stacked on a plate or whatever yeah, yeah that, i thought that was really funny but yeah so she went upstairs and just put that music on as if you know what this will wash all my worries away yeah and she's dancing her little 60s mm-hmm. dance moves it was cute yeah i think she was wearing my romper again in the scene she- well it's the yeah. same day right yeah. yeah she's still in your favorite romper wearing my romper i'm gonna have to find a picture of that and post it on the um the um, yeah. website when i post the <laughs> y'all have to see it i mean yeah I gidget and it. i were gidget and i were both adorable in this romper y'all i'm just gonna tell y'all okay <laughs> <laughs> so she's in her room and dad comes in and he's saying about you know what's happening and she says oh dad you know and he goes well you know and she says well she thinks he knows about her breakup with jeff right and he thinks she's confirming her sexual promiscuity right (laughs) because she's saying and i did it it was all me i'm the one who suggested it and he thinks she's the one that was you know right yes so it's your classic miscommunication until he mentions our favorite phrase Lindsay yes yeah <laughs> sinking into nothingness into nothing. mm-hmm. and then you see a light bulb going off over her head because she knows that if that phrase has been uttered and somebody knows that phrase that somebody read her diary and Correct. she immediately thinks it was her dad and she gets really hurt and the hurt Sally Field was great here. She starts crying and she's upset and she's hurt and she's embarrassed that her dad yes. thinks she, like she said, that he would think I would do something as jerky as sinking into nothingness. There's that phrase again. <laughs> yes, yes. Should be a drinking game, Lindsay. Every time they say oh, that phrase, we'd be oh, passed oh. out when it was done, wouldn't <laughs> yeah. we? Yeah, it would be Absolutely. over. With. Yes. We'd be kind of like your husband is right now, right? Yeah. <laughs> Currently, yes. I was going to say that, but I didn't know if we were going there. Currently. I'll go there. I'm his mother. I'll go there. Yeah, you can go there. Um, go. <laughs> yeah. So so what do you think about all of this happening right now? What's I felt bad, honestly, because like they have such a good father-daughter, like close-knit bond. And so in that moment, like you said, like she did a really good job of, you know, obviously <laughs> – acting super upset because it seemed so real like her little heart was broken she felt like he completely you know broke their their her, their trust like she just i don't know right it changed because at the this whole, point she thinks know. he read the diary exactly like she so he took trust on himself broken. yeah 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 it was it was powerful it was and i felt bad the music they had playing when she threw herself on the bed and cried and wouldn't look Very up at him and and mm-hmm. he's very upset. So he left yep. her room and yep. they both go to their rooms and they're both so upset that as the night goes on, neither one of them could sleep. So yes. dad goes back in to see her. And what happens? Yeah. He goes back in to see her and basically says, you know, he's just as upset as she is that he couldn't sleep. Like you said as well. And, um, you know, she says, poor thing, he tells her to stop crying. And she, you know, she says, I, I, I am, I promise, you know, I, I don't have any tears left in me or whatever. And then she oh. into tears and just into his arms like he grabs her. 
Um, it was so sad though. I felt like all of a sudden I was like, wow, talk about a quick and sudden change of like mood in the show. Cause everything was just funny and lighthearted. And that was, you know, like it was making me laugh here and there. And all of a sudden it just got real deep, really quick. Like I actually was like, geez. Yeah. But yet I felt bad for it showed their relationship. You know, they both felt so bad. Neither one of them could sleep. They, they they would not be able to go on until they, they talk this out between them. And whose fault was all of this? Mm, Good old (laughs) Annie, anxious Annie. (laughs) Yeah. So the dad, and she says how it's nothing. And the dad says, I don't consider sinking into nothing. Oh no, that was before. That was before. Wait. Yeah. So he, no way. He said they were talking about it. And he said, she said, you know, what's weird is that, wait, no. How did it come out that Annie was the one who read the diary? I forget. I'm trying to think who she asked and he's like, I'm not going to confirm. It wasn't me, but I'm not going to say who. Yeah. Oh, oh. Was that when she realized like if whoever read it would have continued to read no, that, that was, was after she finds out it was Annie, because then she says, no, if it was you and if you would have read it, you would have realized. You That's could have known. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So yeah. as soon as she finds out it was Anne who read her diary, which somehow dad said it wasn't me, but I'm not going to say who. And she knows who was the only other person. Who else? Anne was in her room. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So as soon as she realizes it wasn't her father, once again, this, this switch was flipped to yep. where it, it, you could see it lift from her that yeah. he hadn't broken her trust. No, and, immediately. She know, was so relieved in that moment. Yeah. You know, it still happened, but she was just so relieved that it wasn't him, you know, who went behind her back and, you know, read her diary. Like it just, yeah, it brought her right back to her relationship with him. I'm almost like, I knew it wouldn't have been you. Yeah. Like I knew you wouldn't do something like that kind of thing. Exactly. Exactly. And so she goes, wait a minute. Something's really hokey here. If you would have read my diary, you would have realized. And she shows him the diary that he goes, she goes, I will sink into nothingness on Thursday. And then on Friday, I'll start living a life of regret. And those days haven't come yet. He's looking at the diary and that's like the next week. And he goes, you're writing your diary in advance. And she goes, well, sometimes things get a little dull. dull. I like to make things up, you know? (laughs) Yes proof to him that none of it's true yes and so and that's kind of where it ends right yeah no basically it's them you know yeah pretty much you know they she realizes that it wasn't him I think we were trying to figure out how Andy but I think that's how it played out it was basically him worrying and still like implying that he was the one and she the light bulb went off because she realized if you would have known, wait, this couldn't have been you because you wouldn't be sitting here worried about this. Cause if you would have continued to read it, you would have seen such and such. So I think right. then, that moment she was like, well, it was you. clearly it was Annie, her sister. Cause who else would it have been? So that's, I think kind of how she realized who it was, you know, but yeah, that was yeah. basically it. Like after that, it was just kind of, you know, their the little relationship was mended and you know, they were happy and things yeah. were good again. Yeah. yeah. And once again, it sets up what this whole dynamic is between dad and daughter and Anne and John are floating on the periphery and Gidget and dad are laughing at them behind their backs pretty much the whole time. Exactly. <laughs> yes. They got their little. Because, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Um, but here's, well, let me just ask you this. So what do you think of this show? I'm, I mean, do you think this is a good idea for a show? Can you see this show lasting? Do you see potential for future stories here? Um, to be honest, I don't really know exactly, like, I guess where it's going to go. I mean, of course, you can take it. It can go anywhere, I guess. But I don't know. I don't right. know how long it's going to last. I do. I do like it. I think it's funny. Like I said, you know, so far one episode, I mean, it, it had it made me laugh. It was enjoyable. I thought she did a great job. Um, it was good to see a familiar face like that is somebody that I obviously know and have seen in other things <laughs> since. Um, so but I don't know. I don't know how far in my opinion that I think I just don't know where exactly it would go or continue to go, you know? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. It only lasted this one season. Mm. Yeah. 1965 to 1966 and it didn't do really well in the ratings um. so it was canceled but over that summer it was shown in reruns and it went through the roof with the ratings oh, that's because weird. that's when that's when the teens discovered it uh. but the show had already been canceled oh, so no. it was too late yeah so the producer of the show, Harry Ackerman, said, let's get Sally Field in another show. Let's find another another vehicle for her to get her back on the air to get this audience back. Right. Which because I don't know why they didn't just put Gidget back. With her. Well, yeah, that's true. But I guess they felt like they already played that part maybe. So maybe they just complete, you know, wanted to keep, keep that face yeah. in there because people fell in love with her character and enjoyed her. But yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So the show they developed for her was The Flying Nun. Oh, okay. So that was the one that came in that right after, and that lasted three years. And she hated that one, <laughs> but she, okay. she, uh, yeah. Um, and two things I want to point out for some useless trivia, real quick, is that Sally and the guy who played her father had a true father-daughter relationship in real life. They were very, very close. And also, she and Lynette Winter, who's the actress who played Larue became best friends in real life oh that's really cool i like that yeah that's so awesome. those relationships those relationships lasted that- so let me ask you a few questions Lindsay. yes um favorite moment of the show or laugh out loud moment anyone sticks out my favorite moment was the beach scene um with her and larue for sure definitely um from everything from the commentary just what they were saying the whole situation what they were there to do and then <laughs> obviously the ruse ensemble you know and how everything unfolded that that was 100 me too my, we agree on that one. um humor humor meter from one to ten where would you put it <laughs> i'd say okay. like a like a four, four five. five kind of kind of middle five. of the road <laughs> four five yeah. Yeah. Me too. I kind of put it in the middle. So, Lindsay, who was your favorite character? Okay. So, it had to be, I hate to pick, like, the main character, but honestly, she's the one, to me, she did the best job. Like, I I really liked her a lot. I liked who she played. I think she played her part really well, and she's the one who, to me, just kind of, I don't know, she made the show. She did. Her and LaRue. Yeah. LaRue was good, too. She was funny, but... But yeah, Gidget. Yeah, well, Gidget wins. You know, she takes favorite. It seems, and maybe Sally Field's just a great actor, but it seems she is Gidget. You know, it didn't seem like there was any acting going on. Right. No, it fit perfectly. Like that's what I was saying. It just fit her so perfectly. Like, 
like you said, it was almost like in her eyes and her face and her demeanor. Like she was just this bubbly little silly, like yeah, it just, it, it was worked. It worked really a, well. A sweet, sweet show. She was good. And um, like I said, it was only one season. I yes. do have that whole season on DVD. <laughs> I say this every, I say this every, of course you do. Oh, I have to have this show on DVD. People like, what does she have a, (laughs) people, people are going to, the people are going to want to see a picture of your uh, DVD collection. I believe there are a lot of them. Yeah. Oh, I know. Um, Yes. So, um, so yeah, sweet show. I love this show. I would have, I would have liked to see this show go on a couple of more years. Um, uh, inst- instead of flying none, but, uh, and so would Sally Field have, but, um, but overall it's just a, a very sweet show <laughs> and I liked it. Now this show, I agree. Came I out, agree. as we said in 1965, it was the 1965, 1966 television season. Now this TV show was based on movies that had come out. There was a Gidget movie in 1959 and it was just called Gidget and it established this whole character, her meeting Jeff, her moon doggy, um, except the mom was alive. She had both parents in this movie and it starred Sandra D. Then in 1961, Gidget goes Hawaiian, another movie with a different Gidget, Deborah Wally. Hmm. Then in 1963, Gidget goes to Rome, another Gidget movie with a different Gidget, Cindy Carroll. And Another then <laughs> that was 63. Then in 65 oh was this one season TV series with Sally Field. Then in 1969, another movie, Gidget Grows Up with, guess what? <laughs> Another Gidget, Karen Valentine. Another Gidget? <laughs> then in 1972, Gidget Gets Married with, you guessed it, another Gidget, Moni Ellis. So then uh, we have a few years here. And then in 1985, a big happening, Gidget's Summer Reunion with another Gidget, Karen Richmond. So that 1985 movie had such a big (laughs) uh, response to it that they went into a second Gidget series, uh, The New Gidget. And it ran from 1986 to 1989, two seasons with Karen Richmond, who played Gidget in that reunion movie. So besides the series, one, two, three, four, five, six movies and two series came out of this little Gidget character. Wow. So, I mean, just because that, you know, um, show itself, the one that I thought didn't last long, I mean, a lot came. There's a lot, a lot came more this, that's for sure. to Gidget than, it went <laughs> than on. anyone knew. It was a lot. And these movies were all very right? successful um, back in the late 50s and early 60s. These Gidget movies were really successful. So um, it, it had to have something to have this kind of a life and literally it started in 1959 and went all the way through 1989. So that's a 30 years. Yeah, that's crazy. Of pretty much every few years you had right. something new with Gidget coming out. So there you go. Well, thank you, Lindsay, well, got lucky, so much so for finding you. the Again. time to do this. Lindsay well, has a career, two small children, a new home they're just moving into. She's got a lot on the plate and she still found time to do this. So thank you so much. I appreciate it. <laughs>
Can't wait. Okay, Lynn. Sounds good. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. This is Michelle, and thank you for joining us for this week's episode. If you like this podcast, please subscribe to us on Spotify or Apple Podcast and join our Facebook group, Old TV with a New Twist Podcast Group. And tell us what you'd like to hear us talk about. We'll be back next week with an all-new episode of Old TV with a New Twist.